Just keep me free with Myron Mael. You know, I've, I've, I've moved past the place of holding things back from God. You get to the place where you grow in Christ and you mature in your spiritual relationship with him. That you no longer want to hold things back from him. You're no longer hiding in the shadows of your own dysfunction. You know, sometimes we hold on to dysfunctions because we like how we pacify them. We have dysfunctions in our lives and many of us turn to marijuana. I turned to marijuana for years. We have dysfunction in our heart and we turn to alcohol. We're trying to numb the pain a little bit, only not realizing that we're creating more anxiety. See, that's holding things back. We turn to things, we turn to drugs, we turn to alcohol to pacify us. Then we're denying God a place. We're, not, we're denying God the, the place of, of consultation in our life. See? We're denying the Holy Spirit the opportunity to get inside of the issue and the problem. Bring correction, bring understanding, bring enlightenment. We're so busy numbing ourselves. And it's so interesting that society now has, has become a, an open manifesto of numbing the human heart. Now in most major cities, you can buy marijuana out of, in, like, like, like you would alcohol. Some parts of the country, you can buy mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. There's an agenda in the spirit realm. This is not just some liberalization going on. There's an agenda in the spirit realm to bring open sensuality to a people, to a nation. to bring open sensuality and escapism open to the hearts of the people. The young people now grow up smoking marijuana, dulling themselves, numbing the pain. When I grew up, marijuana was a was an alternative lifestyle. It was an alternative counterculture, so to speak. Many of us were called burnouts, and hippies, and dope heads. Now the hippie, dope head, burnout culture has become mainstream. Many places, if you don't engage in these things, you are. Something's wrong with you. You hear, you hear people say, I don't trust anybody that don't smoke or don't drink. We become a nation of dullets and numb, numb heads. But see, I didn't want to hold back anything from the Lord. And I always had felt funny about even when I used to smoke it. Felt like I, or I knew in my heart I was escaping. I knew I was running away. I knew I was running into something. 
not giving the Lord his proper place. See? So you can be born again and you can still have issues. You can be born again and still live in the, the mental mindset of the world in many ways. Perhaps not to the same degree and perhaps even worse. Denying your position in Christ, denying him his place in your heart, denying or ignoring who you really are. See, there's a lot of born-again believers that ignore who they really are. Because they are in the face of the world. They stand in the face of the world. They stand before the faces of the world and allow the world to dictate them to them their personality style, their personality type. So they can't ever really enter into the comfortable zone in Christ. See, the comfortable zone in Christ is, is a zone free from hiding things from him. And once you get and sit down in Christ, you realize that everything about your life will be exposed. And not so much exposed to the world, but exposed before him. And he examines your life. He begins to weed out things in your mind, weed out things in your heart. He begins to go through the closets, in the back rooms, places that you have things hiding, mindsets that you have. He begins to unfold those things before you to give you a choice. And those that are wise that have bit the understanding of wisdom continue to dine at the table of a greater understanding. That understanding is that you can't hold things back from God and you can't hide things from him either. If you go down in the depths of the ocean and the sea, he's there. If you was to go up into space, in the outer space, He's there. He knows you're laying down and you're rising up. He knows everything about you. He knows every thought that you have. <laughs> every thought he, that you have, he knows. He examines his children as a father should. You know, when you used to, when you was a kid and you used to get dressed and your parents, you would stand before your parents and your parents would adjust your shirt and would adjust your, 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 your slacks and would make sure your hair was properly combed and you was groomed and your teeth was brushed. Well, your heavenly father does the same thing to your spirit. You see, a lot of times we run from this process. We don't want God to examine us. We don't want God to look deep into our heart. We don't want God to unfold the things that we really are about and who we really are. See, it's a glorious thing to wake up every morning and not having anything to hide from your Lord. It's a wonderful feeling in your spirit to realize that you have opened up your life to him. You said, try me, Lord. You said, test me, Lord. You said, kick the tires, Lord. See if there's any unrighteousness in me and judge me according to your righteousness. 
That's a good son. That's a good daughter. The good son and the good daughter comes to his Lord and asks his Lord to examine me. And see if there's anything in me that you don't like. Examine this vessel. See if there's anything that dis you're displeased with. And weed out those things, Lord. Bring them to the light. Drag them into the light of your righteousness, Lord. That I might choose you. See, the Lord doesn't choose himself for you. You have to choose the Lord for yourself. He presents himself to you. He presents his will before you. And once you begin to taste and see that the Lord is good, see, you got to taste and see that he's good. You got to taste and see that he's good. You have to put him to the test, put him to his word. Stand on his word. Put him to his word. There's no sin in being tempted. The sin is how can be formed in your response to it. See, our great Lord and Savior was tempted. So the temptation, see, I used to feel bad because I would be tempted. Must be something wrong with me. No, 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 brother. No, sister. The temptation is a part of life. It is not the temptation. It is our response to it. How do we respond to being tempted? How do we respond to being coerced? Do we fold and fumble? When the heat get turned up a little bit. Do we, do we just reach for the drug and reach for the alcohol every time we feel a little depression, every time we feel a little anxiety, every time we feel a little anxiousness in our heart space, we turn to substances. We don't turn to the Lord. Say, comfort me, Lord. We don't turn to the Lord. Say, bring me peace, Lord. In the name of Jesus, speak the word of peace into my life, Lord. Speak the word of comfort into my life, Lord. Speak the word of kindness into my heart, Lord. Say, Lord wants to be your, 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 your drug of choice. He wants to be your comforter. He says, I give you the comforter. When you are in distress, I give you my comforter that shall be with you and shall be in you. So you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So the anxieties that you feel and the depressions that you feel, you can lavish them. You can pour them out upon the Lord. Say, Lord, my heart is a little broken this morning. Lord, my heart is a little grieved this morning. Lord, my heart is a little depressed this morning, Lord. But I find sanctuary. I find peace. I find love in you, Lord. See, he lavishes his love upon us. And we, it's amazing that he desires for us not to hold back the things that hurt us, but to give it to him. That doesn't seem like a fair exchange. I'm giving you all my pain. I'm giving you all my sorrow. I'm giving you all my suffering, Lord. And you're giving me your love. You're giving me your peace. 
You're giving me your joy. That doesn't seem like a proper exchange. He said, yes, it is to me because those are the things that my enemy tried to destroy you with. Those are the things that my enemy tried to break you down with. Those are the things that my enemy tried to crush your spirit with. So when you give the things that the enemy tried to crush you with, that is joy to me. That is victory to me. That's open victory to me. Cause see, then I can take the things that my enemy tried to destroy you with and I can turn them around for blessings. I can take the things that the enemy tried to crush you with and I can turn them around for your victory. See, your victory lies in the things that the enemy tried to crush you with. See, that ain't your grief. That ain't your sorrow. Jesus died on the cross for that grief and that sorrow. That grief and that sorrow belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. You got to give him what belongs to him and he'll give you what he has out of his treasures. So I used to hold on to pain. I used to think that I earned this pain. I earned this suffering. I earned this misery. It's my experience. How can you tell me that I didn't earn it? I went through it. How can you tell me that it's not mine? I went through it, didn't I? Lord said, yeah, you went through it, but it don't belong to you anymore. You went through it, but it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to me because I died for it. I died that you might be set free. You might be set free. That you might be set free. I died for it. I died for that misery, for that pain that you feel. Give it to me. Give it to me. Come on to me, all ye that are bruised, he said. Come on to me, all ye that are crushed in spirit. And I will give you rest. I will give you peace. Learn of me. Take it. Take my yoke upon you because it's light. Take my yoke upon you because it's easy. Take my yoke upon you. It doesn't belong to you anymore. He says, come on to me, see. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Your misery. Bring it to me, your pain. Bring it to me, your suffering. Bring it to me. It belongs to me. holding on to things that didn't belong to me. I was holding on to things that didn't belong to me. I was commiserating with things that didn't belong to me. I was committing, I was commiserating and fellowshipping with things that didn't belong to me. That pain don't belong to you anymore, man. That pain doesn't belong to you anymore, Myra. You belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, woman. You belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to be involved in everything in your life and everything that affects your life. He wants to be involved in it. He's an involved God. He's an involved Lord. See, people get this idea that God is just up in heaven, just watching all this crap go on and they don't have anything to say about it, don't have anything to do about it. He's an involved God. He's involved in your life. He's involved in the things that hurt you. He's involved in things that try to crush you. He said, come on to me, all ye that are bruised, all ye that are crushed in spirit, 
all these that are wounded. You don't have to hold around that abuse. You don't have to hold around. You don't have to carry around that molestation. You don't have to carry around that rape anymore. That doesn't belong to you anymore. Give it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I give you this pain out of my heart, Lord. I give you this depression out of my heart, Lord. I give you this misery out of my heart, Lord. Now put something in this place, Lord. Put your joy in this place. Put your peace in this place, Lord. I want an exchange program in effect, Lord. I'm at the exchange table in the name of Jesus. I'm giving you all my pain and suffering. I need something from you, Lord Jesus. Put it in this place because I don't want it to come back. When it comes back, I want to see you. I want it to come back. When it comes knocking on the door, I want you to open up the door and say, you don't live here anymore. You don't belong here anymore. You don't belong to this man anymore. You don't belong to this woman anymore. I've set them free. By my blood, see, I got a blood deposit on that life, see. I'm just not, just not talking a good game. I got a blood deposit on their life. I died for their sins. I was put in the grave and I rose from the grave. I got a flesh and blood deposit on their victory. Let them go. Loose them in the name of Jesus. You set free, man and woman. You set free. You're set free, see? You don't have to hide. You don't have to hide in the shadows of your misery. You don't have to be ashamed anymore. You know, you don't have to be filled with depression, anxiety, fear, anguish. You don't have to be tormented at night on your bed anymore. You can cry out to the Lord, say, Lord, give me your peace. Lord, I'm giving you my sorrow. Lord, give me your joy. I'm giving you my misery. Lord, give me your everlasting comfort in the Holy Spirit, Lord, forever and ever. So you got a comforter that's inside of you. Let him take control of the reins of your life. march you into eternity in victory because you already have victory because you have the man jesus christ and the man jesus christ is victory